You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get back to You Better You Bet, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. And welcome back to You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller, filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, who will be back tomorrow. We are on WatchStadium.com right now, if you want to go over there and watch. We are also on Twitch.tv slash BetQL. We're on YouTube, if you search Odyssey Sports. And you can also find us on Sirius Channel 160 and Sirius XM 205. So Bowling Green just scored a touchdown. Mark, it is 30 to 24 with 2.33 left. So this game, all that steam for the over turned out to be those people knew what they were doing. That total came up, and uh, there have been some points in this game. No timeouts left for Bowling Green. So really their their chance that, that they have to have is they got to get this onside kick. So we'll see what happens. How, how you feeling right now, Mark, holding a, a Minnesota minus three ticket? I feel good, but I felt a lot better a couple minutes ago. Like, I, you know, I just, it, it just seems like Minnesota, like, this is what they do. I talked about it earlier. They get in these close games and, you know, they just got to get this onside kick and, and wrap up shop. But, well, you, you know, it going in. Whenever you bet Minnesota, especially you're laying points, you know, it's going to be a sweat. That's what we're signing up for here. So hopefully, you know, it's worth it at the end that we get a nice payout. Never, never, ever easy, is it? Never easy in bowl season. No, so I would Minnesota. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, all right. While we wait for this onside kick, uh, Texas State and Rice is coming up at 5.30 Eastern time. Texas State is favored by three. The total is 59 and a half. We'll update people on the onside kick right now. And Minnesota recovers. So there you go. They get the cover. 2.33 left. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Real quick, though, Texas State and Rice. Mark, did you do anything in this game with total 59 and a half? Yeah, I got Rice at three and a half. It's down to three now. So I think, you know, we're seeing the Rice money come in. Um, and I, I think it's warranted. I think, you know, obviously no Daniels. You know, they got to go with Padgett. So the quarterback, you know, we get a downgrade there. But he's got some experience. And, you know, and I, I think that, you know, Texas State's a good story. Like what they've done, you know, what Kenny's done this year has been tremendous. But I, I just feel like they're being a little bit overrated in this spot. I think Rice comes to play. I think they had the better defensive unit, even though both defenses stink. Um, and I think they're going to be able to get some key spots here. But I, I think this should be, you know, a little bit closer to a pick em. Like I, I just think that these teams are very, very similar. We're going to see a pretty exciting game. It's going to be high variance, probably come down to turnovers, especially in the fourth quarter. But um, I'm confident Rice here will get the job done. I uh, And that, that type of game, like, I would rather have the points in my pocket, especially if we're at a key number like three. Yeah, I I like Rice. I like Rice as well, plus three and a half. I think this is going to be a close game. I, I tend to like to fade teams like Texas State 
in bowl season who I feel like the casual college football fan has kind of been like hearing their name a little bit. You know, they had a big upset of Baylor mm-hmm. earlier in the year. They've been scoring a lot of points. When people are breaking down the game, they're going to see some of those box scores. Maybe they re- remember the name TJ Finley, who was at LSU, who was at Auburn. They're going to kind of gravitate to that team a little bit. So I'll take a shot with Rice, plus the points at plus three and a half. Minnesota, by the way, did get a first down on their carry. Darius Taylor, the freshman for Minnesota, 35 rushes, 208 yards, and a touchdown today. So, uh, a little bit of a throwback type game, right? Feed your running back 35 times, gets the job done for you. Looks like Minnesota is going to get a 30-24 to 24 victory and get the cover in the quick lane bowl. We got Texas State and Rice upcoming, so we'll keep you updated there. All right, Mark, keeping it moving, though. Seahawks-Steelers, Week 17 in the NFL. It's going to be a really good game. Like I'm excited about this one. I love these, like, non-conference or uh, you know when the AFC plays the NFC these type of games Pittsburgh's got to travel to Seattle late in the season you only see him out there once every eight years it's going to be Mason Rudolph again Kenny Pickett it looks like is good to go but to no surprise Tomlin's going to stick with Mason Rudolph after the performance he had this past week against the Bengals that Steelers offense finally had some explosive plays Pickens had a monster game for him as well um I'm going to go with the Steelers plus three and a half in this game just because I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the wire. Both teams are eight and seven. Both teams are battling for those wild card spots. Both teams need wins desperately. And if we're getting the ultimate key number for an underdog in the NFL, three and a half, I'm I'm going to take that with the Steelers. So I don't love it. I think the Seahawks are a little bit overrated. I'm hoping that Pittsburgh maybe found something in Mason Rudolph, you know. Feels like in the NFL this year, these quarterbacks that have kind of been good stories, whether it's Dobbs or it's DeVito, tends to be like a two, three-week kind of deal, um, unless you're Joe Flacco. So I'm hoping maybe it's like Hmm. a two-week deal for Mason Rudolph, right? He can have another good week. I'll take the Steelers plus three and a half. I can see it. I mean, I can see both sides here. So I'm probably going to go into total. Like if I were to bet this one, I would probably look under. Um, I just think I'm not buying either offense. I think either offense kind of struggling at this point in the season. And I think that this is going to be a game where, you know, both, both coaches kind of have a tendency to play it a little bit tight, right? It's an important game for both teams. So I, I think we could see that. Like I would be pretty interested in the under. I know it's a low number of 41 and a half, but um, I just think that when we get in this time of year, teams could get tight. They could get tight, you know, especially, you know, you look at Carroll, Tomlin, veteran coaches. I think we could see a low-scoring game here. I mean, we certainly could. Obviously, the Steelers' offense outside of last week against since this past week against Cincinnati has not been good. Sitting at 41 and a half. You know, the Seahawks have played 20 to 17 games the last two weeks. You could certainly see something like that again. Don't hate it. I, I wouldn't play the total, but if I would, I-, I would probably lean the under as well. I haven't bet this game yet. I do like the Steelers plus three and a half, though, but I do think I am going to hold out. Like, I-, I-, I think there's maybe a chance we could get a four in this game, you know? And if we get a mm-hmm. three, if we get a three, that- then so be it, but... Getting that four as opposed to, you know, getting that three and a half. Like, I think it has a better chance of moving up to four than it does back down to three and a half. So I'll hold out, hoping I get into four with the Steelers, but that is the side I'm planning on taking. What about Chargers and Broncos? So Denver 
in the in this spot like this this season when they've been big money line favorites they have normally not come through obviously they did not beat new england last week in a game that they should have won they had a great comeback they couldn't finish it off they're five and a half point favorites at home the total is 38 and a half against the chargers going with gift smith and uh easton stick great effort against the bills on saturday night what are you doing in broncos chargers I think I lean Denver. I really do. I wonder, like, you know, you get the one-game bump from the coach. You know, they show up against Buffalo. They do enough to kind of hang in there. I thought that was, like, a good matchup for them. But I don't – I think this is, a, this is a real tough spot. And Denver, I think it's a back – you know, bounce-back spot at home. Uh, they're laying this number. It seems a little steep, but probably for a good reason. You know, you have to wonder how motivated the Chargers are going to be, even, you know, now that it's Giff Smith's second game. You know, are they really going to come out with the same intensity? Are they going to do the same type of preparation during the week as a team like Denver, who's right right in the mix, right, and really needs this game? So um, I lean a little bit towards the Broncos, even though I do think that they're probably a little bit overrated as far as, you know, their record's concerned and how they played recently. Uh, obviously had a lot of, uh, you know, got a lot of turnovers, and, you know, we saw a lot of that. And the offense isn't, isn't great, even with Russell Wilson playing a little bit better, but – I just feel like this is a spot where we could see, like, from the Chargers, like, okay, they had their little run, their one game against the Bills, and now it kind of reverts back to, you know, what we've seen. Yeah, I got I got no play on this game. I got no play on mm-hmm. Broncos-Chargers, you know, because I think you brought up the motivation as as a good point, right? Like, was the Chargers game last week a one-week thing? Are they continue to battle? And if you're Denver, like, last week was the dream crusher, right? I mean, you win 6-7, mm-hmm. and you go on the road, you play the Lions, you lose that game. All right, fine, you're 7-7. Seven and seven. You still got a chance, maybe. You know you're going to be favorites in your final three games of the regular season. You win out. You got a chance to get in. But then that loss to New England, such a gut punch, like such a gun punch, uh, gut punch last week. So I just, you know, when we get games like this where neither team really has anything to play for, like both teams aren't going to make the playoffs and – you know, you question the motivation of of both sides. It's just, it's not a game I want to get involved with, especially I'm, if I'm back in Denver and I'm laying five and a half points like that in a spot where they haven't been great this year. I don't want to touch the total either because, you mm-hmm. know, the Broncos defense has been good, but are they going to be motivated? And then the Chargers defense isn't going to be very good, but can Denver and Russell Wilson take advantage of it? So I'm I'm going to stay away from the game completely. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think so too. I mean, it's but the whole thing with the Chargers is, I I would bank more towards that being like a one week bump than that continuing throughout the season. Yeah, no, under understood there. All right, we got two games left: uh, the Bengals and the Chiefs. Kansas City favored by seven. Total is forty four and a half. You know, we were talking about that Dallas and uh, Detroit game earlier, and it feels like kind of too many points with Detroit or with Dallas at minus six. Mark, how are the Chiefs laying seven? Like, how are they laying seven, man? I understand if it was like the Giants or if it was the Commanders. I mean, I know the Bengals, you know, got demolished by the Steelers last week, but Browning has shown us that he can play well. The Bengals, before that Mm -hmm. Steelers game, had won three in a row. I mean, there, there's just no way I'm laying seven with the Chiefs in this game, not with the way their offense is playing. No, and it's not even just, like, the way the offense is playing, so to speak, but it's almost like the culture there seems wrong. 
Like mm. everybody's mad. Throw Travis Kelsey's throwing helmets on the sidelines. Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid are going after the officials. Like it just reeks of like a team falling to pieces. You know what I mean? So um, I can't, especially at seven. Like I can't lay the number here with the Chiefs. This looks like just an overreaction to what we saw out of the Bengals defense against Pittsburgh, and people think it's a get-right spot for Kansas City, which you know very well could be true. But I can't line up to the window and lay seven points with a team like Kansas City. It just seems like like whenever they have to score, it's so it's so difficult for them now. Like it just seems so challenging, and you know I, I just think they went a little too far as far as they got a little too cocky at the win in the Super Bowl last year in terms of the roster and thinking that like yep. Mahomes is just going to be able to make up the difference all the time. And we saw that with Andy Reid a little bit here in Philadelphia. Like when they drafted Donovan McNabb, that was the, that was the big, you know, issue with that team was, is that they didn't really put a premium on the wide receiver position because Reid thought his system would be able to overcome, you know, any kind of deficiencies at that position. So um, I think that that's, you were seeing a similar thing here where they just went, way too far like I agree like hey they want to trade Hill and and allocate money to the defense that makes sense to be more of a balanced team but they don't have anybody that can make any plays outside of Kelsey and he's even struggling doing too much here so um I would take the Bengals with the seven if I was going to play a side yeah you know everybody's been talking about the weapons and rightfully so they've obviously struggled this season but the O-line you know which has been really good the last couple of years like they've tried to been replace they're trying to replace some of the guys that they've had the last couple of years like Orlando Brown is now on the Bengals and Mahomes was yelling at him early on in that Raiders game like they're not playing up to the standard that he's used to so yeah the vibes around the Chiefs right now are not good like because it's Kansas City you give them the benefit of the doubt and like you said like maybe this is a bounce back game for him. But I feel like we've been saying that the last like four weeks, right? Like, oh, it's the Chiefs off a loss. Oh, it's the Chiefs off a couple losses. And yeah, they blew out New England by 17, but you know, it's it's New England. Like the Bengals, even though they're gonna be without Jamar Chase and it's gonna be Jake Browning again and they just got blown out. I just can't lay seven with this Chiefs team. And maybe they blow Cincinnati out by 20, and that's fine. I I just there's no way I can I can bet seven or uh, lay seven with them. Yeah, at this point in the season, like, I mean, the teams have showed us what they are. Like, it's it's not like they're going to capture a new identity, you know, in January. Like, you know, and in the playoffs, okay, you know, game planning is a little bit different. They can ramp things up, and, you know, they might be a little more dangerous than what they look now. But I, I just – you can't lay seven points at them in this spot. I don't think so. Not, not, not with the way that they're playing, with the internal fighting. Just a lot to iron out with that team. And, you know, they just seem not right. Like, anytime they have to – go in motion or anything like the offense just seems broken. Like they have to call timeouts at inopportune times and it just don't seem like they're on the same page. And I don't think that's going to just, you know, it's not like a light switch. You just turn on where all of a sudden that happens. So I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't get behind the chiefs here at this number. You know, I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with the total as well. Like if I like ever anything in the game, you know, if you like the Chiefs to cover the number, right? If you like them to win by more than a touchdown, like I think their defense plays well in this game, right? So I think Cincinnati is going to have a tough time scoring. I think at most, maybe the Bengals get like 17, 20 points or something like that. So, you know, it's like if the Chiefs cover, is it a 24-14 game? Is it a, is it a 28-17 to 17 game? I just, 44 and a half feels about right. You know, obviously that key number of 45 yeah. right there. So I'm staying away from that. I mean, would you look at the Chiefs in a teaser? 
Like, we both don't like the seven. I mean, you, you do think they probably win the game, right? Like, would you look at maybe tease them down to minus one? No, I wouldn't. I, I do think they win mm. the game, but I don't think that after last week, like, I mean, the Raiders didn't even score a touchdown and won the game. Did they even score an offensive touchdown? They did not, no. Like, yeah, and they won the game. So when a team is, like, spiraling out of control, like, or seems like are spiraling in a negative direction, like, I don't want to bank on them winning and, like, turning it around. So right. I would just stay away. Uh, to me, it's Bengals or nothing. Fair enough. More You Better You Bet presented by BetMGM. On the way next, PJ Glasser, Mark Drumheller.